1: How do you thank God? Talking about thankfulness, gratefulness. How thankful you are is determined by your perception of what you have been given or what you have received. The salvation of your soul is marvelous, is most precious, is most glorious, most astounding, powerful, incredible, unimaginable. The salvation of your soul is beyond anything. Nothing comparable to that. If we can just catch a glimpse. Just a glimpse of what we have been delivered from. If we can just catch a glimpse. A glimpse of hell. Where we were delivered from. From where we were delivered. We were delivered from a life of sin. We were delivered from sinfulness. We were delivered from blindness. From hopelessness. We were delivered from the bottomless pit. Of endless hell fire. Let me say that again. We were delivered from the bottomless pit. Of endless hell fire. Wow. If we would just catch a glimpse of that. We would be most grateful to God. Who delivered us from such. You will be dancing all around. And that's not the end. If we would just catch a glimpse. If our eyes would just open a bit. Of the marvelous lights. And endless estates where we have been brought into. We will be ecstatic. We will be far more thankful to God for our salvation. Than for anything else we have ever received or possessed. Amen. If you will know where you are coming from. And you will know where you are going. You will be most thankful to God. Thankfulness, thankfulness. Thankfulness determines thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving is a function of Thankfulness, thanksgiving is a function of thankfulness. How thankful you are is determined by your perception of what you have been given or what you have received. Let's see an example of someone's thankfulness for what was given to them. So we turn to our text, Luke seven thirty-six to fifty. This is an example of someone's thankfulness, thankfulness for what was given to them. As we consider this scripture, please remember this your position or your posture determines your perspective, and your perspective determines your perception, and your perception determines your action, and the action you take determines the outcome. So, as we consider this, let this be at the back of your mind. Your position, somebody's position, their posture would determine their perspective, the angle at which they see something. And that perspective will determine their perception, their understanding. And their understanding will determine their action. And their action will determine their outcome. See, the way we see somebody determines where we place ourselves, where we are standing, the posture that we take. And the way we see them determines our perception of them, how we understand them. And the way we understand them determines our action, our interactions with them. Now we see in Luke 7 from verse 36. Luke 7 from verse 36. Let's just uh, read the first few verses there as as an introduction. Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. So one of the Pharisees asked Jesus, invited Jesus to dinner or to breakfast or to lunch or to brunch, something like that. And he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. And she began to wash his feet with tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Amen. How does the Pharisee see himself? Hmm? How does the Pharisee see himself? <laughs> holier than thou yes very important but even for him to invite jesus to his house i'm sure there were big men there too that he invited if you, you know towards the end we see that there were people sitting there you know pharisees like himself teachers of the law who are saying who is this one who forgives sins who has power to forgive sins so these pharisee sees himself as very important, very important. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. Jesus went to his house and sat down to eat. Pharisees are very religious, social, political leaders. This Pharisee in particular counts himself very important, honorable, respectable, holy, and worthy, worthy enough. To invite Jesus to come and eat at his house. Come and eat at my house. Come and see my house. Come and see the people that gather around me. The people that respect me. You have a great following. I have a great following too. Come and see. Whereas John the Baptist. John the Baptist says of Jesus. He is greater than me. For he is before me. Even the latchet of his shoes. I am not worthy to unloose. I am not even worthy enough to carry his shoes. That's how John the Baptist sees Jesus. Now, a Roman soldier says of Jesus, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. This Roman soldier, powerful. say, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus was amazed by what this man said. But this Pharisee was too pompous, too arrogant, you no, know, too full of himself to say, come, come over to my house. Let's have a dinner. Jesus knew his heart. He just went. Went for dinner. Now, if you read verse 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, This man, if he were a prophet. Meaning, he's not a prophet.
0: That's
1: what I thought. He's not a prophet. If he were a prophet, he would have known. This woman that is touching you is a sinner. We are holy. She's a sinner. He was full of himself. That's his posture. That's how he sees Jesus. That's how he sees this woman. We are holy. Jesus, this Jesus that you say is the prophet. He's not a prophet. (laughs) If he was a prophet, he would have known. He would have known that this woman, this woman is a sinner. We know her around the city. We know her on the street. He does not see Jesus. The Pharisee does not see Jesus as a prophet. And he sees the woman. As a sinner. Verses 41 to 43. There was a certain creditor, Jesus now you know, telling him a story. And this story you can actually see that Jesus Christ was describing or was comparing the Pharisee and the woman. The Pharisee and the woman. This particular Pharisee, his name is Simon. And the the description of what you know, a scenario that Jesus Christ gave to him here is actually pointing to him and the woman. So Jesus Christ said, listen, I want to tell you a story. I said, teacher, say on. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One holding 500 denarii and the other 50, 10 times more. And when they had nothing which to repay, nothing, nothing to repay, not that they could, you know, they could pay some, nothing to repay. He freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. You have rightly judged. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? So what's the connection between love and forgiveness? The the creditor forgave them both. Now, Jesus Christ is saying, which one will love him more? Hmm. Which one will love him more? Like, say, which one will be more grateful? Which one will be more thankful? To forgive is to love. To love is to forgive. Love forgives. Love gives. Love forgives. Love gives. What is forgiving is giving. What is forgiving is giving. If, if you are forgiving, it means somebody paid for it. Somebody give something to clear your debt. So you owe $500 and you are forgiving $500. It means you are giving $500. What is forgiving is giving. Lovers are givers. Givers are lovers. Lovers give. Again, Jesus Christ says, tell me therefore, which of them will love him more? Which of them will love him more? Which of them will be more grateful? Which of them will be more thankful? You see, one good tongue deserves another. This woman or this person who has been forgiving more, loves more. Because love inspires love. Giving inspires giving. Because she has received love, she is giving love in return. Again, your position, your posture determines your perspective, your perception, your action, your, the outcome. This Pharisee, full of himself, self-righteous earlier than thou, is this person that Jesus, the other creditor, that was supposedly forgiving 50. Yeah, because that's how he sees his sins, 50. Only 50, not much, nothing. Whereas the, the woman, the sinner, sees herself as owning oh, what? 500 denarii. Your act of thanksgiving is a function of your feeling of thankfulness. Your act of thanksgiving is a function of of your feeling of thankfulness. Now, Luke 7, 44 to 46. It says your posture, your posture determines your perspective, your perspective determines your perception, determines your action, and determines the outcome. Luke 7:44 to 46. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet. With her tears. And wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet. Since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil. But this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Wow these words are loaded. From verse 44. Then he turned to the woman. And said to Simon. How do you turn to someone. And you are speaking to another person. Hmm?" So Jesus Christ turned to the woman. They were speaking to Simon. It's like I turn to you, but I'm conversing with somebody somewhere else at the corner of the room. So Jesus made this woman the center of attraction.